0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. We're looking at a a story in the Bible, which is a big story. It's a story that you probably know and uh, listen, I want you to look to the screens right now. We've got a little trailer that will show you what this month is about.
1: Vibrant hues and eccentric characters follow the remarkable journey of Joseph. A dreamer, betrayed by his own brothers, thrust into a captivating tale of resilience and redemption. From the confines of slavery to the opulent corridors of power, witness Joseph's rise as a leader. His path intertwines with an alluring woman, while his dreams and God guide him through treacherous waters of intrigue and forgiveness. For this adventure we'll need a pit, a slave's tunic. A dream about wheat and stars. A dream about cows and grain. A signet ring. A cupbearer's cup. And a technicolor coat. Starring Jacob. Joseph's 11 brothers. Potiphar. Potiphar's wife. Pharaoh. The cupbearer and the baker. And Joseph. Immerse yourself as Joseph's technicolor coat and unwavering spirit captivate. An extraordinary adventure where dreams and destiny collide. A stunning and emotionally captivating journey of faith, discovery, Purpose and divine alignment.
0: Wow! Come on, let's give it up for Joseph. This is what we're going to be looking at this month of July, and you might be thinking to yourself, "Wow, I want to go see that in the movies." Well, you're going to be here every Sunday. We're going to be talking about Joseph and looking at his story. It's an amazing story of a dream that was more and bigger than what even Joseph ever imagined it could be. And we're going to be delving into that over this month. And we thought to ourselves, we got together across our six locations, we're like, you know what, it's been a season where perhaps... People have let go of dreams. It's been a season where people have perhaps stopped to have vision for their life last couple of years. You know, Melbourne, wow, what a what a place to live, you know, during lockdowns. And people have like let things go. And we thought, hey, we need to start dreaming again. We need to start believing again, having vision for our lives. Come on, has anyone got any vision for their life, for their children, for their family, for their church this morning? We need to have dreams for our future. And so what we're looking at is the, the dream that Joseph had, and how his dream, in a lot of ways, is similar to ours. You know, like there were obstacles, delays, challenges that Joseph faced, and yet in spite of them, and they're the same for our lives, right? In spite of those challenges, if we would allow God to guide us, come that's the important thing. If we would allow God to guide us, to lead us, then we would enter into God's purpose and destiny for our lives. Our new series is called Future. And my message today is titled, Whose Dream? Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we've spent time this morning worshipping you in praise of you, lifting up your name, declaring how good you are. I just pray as we delve into your scriptures now, we continue to look and see how good you are. I thank you. For the destiny and plan and dreams and future you have for our lives and our church. And right now we give you praise and glory for that in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Come on, I think we can do better than that. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Our series starts today with four very simple words. It's in Genesis 37 verse 5. It says this, Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a dream. Ever had a dream? Anyone? Anyone here ever dream? I, I, I dream most nights. Some nights I even have multiple dreams. A lot of times I can't remember what they were, but I know that I had dreams. Well, there's two reoccurring dreams that I have, and, and I'm going to call them the nightmare because that's kind of what they are for me. Every two to six months, I have these dreams. Like it's just every every two to six months for the last seven years, I've had these dreams. The first dream. Do you guys want to hear what the dreams are? The first dream is this. The first dream is that I'm I'm back drumming again. And if you don't know, I used to to play the drums. Uh, I used to be on the worship team. I I was never as good as Zeke. Where's Zeke this morning, our drummer this morning? But I used to play the drums, and that's not the scary part. That's not the nightmare. The nightmare part is that when I go up to play the drums, I can't find my drumsticks. So I'm having to use my hands and punch the skins and then, or there's no drum seat, or I'm playing on an old, really old beat up drum kit, even even though our drum kit is pretty old um, and beat up, but you know, or I I don't know any of the songs, or or the song service has already started, anyone's looking at me. It's this recurring nightmare that I have about playing the drums and I wake up and, and in the dream I'm stressed and I wake up and I'm stressed and I'm worried, I'm like, oh, oh, thank you God, it was just a dream. That's the first dream that I have. The second dream I have is this. It's similar, but it's different. In this one, I'm preaching. Now, again, preaching is not the nightmare. The nightmare is to follow. What happens is that I rock up to where I'm going to be preaching, and I've got no microphone. And so no one can hear me, or, or I, I fall off the stage, you know, or I, I can't find the church. I'm, trying, I'm driving around, I'm running circles, I'm like, it's past my time to be preaching, I can't find this place. I, I had this nightmare. And, and the worst part of this dream is when I have this one, it's when I can't find my preach notes. Like if you've ever done any public speaking, maybe you're a natural, maybe you're gifted, you can just, man, you just get a download and you can just go for hours and hours, no notes, that's not me. I can't do that. You know, I need my notes and so in my dream, I can't find my notes and I'm worrying or someone asks me, hey Bronson, why don't you come and preach for half an hour and I'm unprepared. I'm like, oh no, this is a disaster. I'm not one of those guys who can just pull something together on the fly. I reckon I'm not the only one who has dreams like this, right? Dreams at times where things are not going as we wanted, you know, maybe you're running away from a pursuer, maybe you're falling off the cliff and you hit the ground. Come on, We've all had that one. We wake up, you, know, you jolt in the middle of the night. Uh, maybe you've, you dreamed about you're your somewhere and you're naked or you forget to study for the important exam or you miss your airplane flight. Come on, some people are going overseas in the next couple of weeks. But that's a bad dream to have. Yeah, you miss your flight. Come on, hands up if you've experienced any dreams like that. Come on, come on. There's a few more hands I reckon should go up this morning, today. There's, there's all types of theories about dreams, all types of theories that they're out there. One theory is that, is that dreams are a threat simulation theory. Sorry, one theory is the threat simulation theory. And it proposes that while dreaming, we hone our fight or flight skills and it builds resilience, mental resilience, so that in life, when we're awake, we can better handle those situations. While well, that Theory could be true or false, but I'm going to say for me it's false because I don't feel any better prepared to preach without notes, despite the fact I've had those dreams twice a year for the last seven years at least. But you know, today as we talk about dreams and Joseph Joseph had a dream, as we talk about dreams, we're, we're talking less about fight or flight or any of those types of theories or sleeping. We're talking more about dreams from a biblical perspective. What the Bible says, and when the Bible talks about dreams, it says this, a dream is a vision for the future. See, dreams in the Bible don't happen because you ate a bad pizza or because you're stressed about something. Dreams in the Bible came because there was a revelation that God was trying to give to someone in their life. They come because God was trying to uh, bring a divine uh, revelation to someone that, about what was God was going to do, a, a purpose He was going to give to someone, a word, a, a future, a hope, a destiny. He was giving to a person, a man, a woman, a nation, a people, God was revealing himself through dreams. No story in the Bible better illustrates a dream being a vision for the future than the story of Joseph. And we're going to pick up Joseph's story again this morning. Genesis 37 verse 5. If you've got a Bible, if not, it'll be on the screen behind me. It says, Joseph had a dream and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He wasn't very popular with his brothers. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. He said, listen, I had another dream and this time the sun and the moon and the seven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I, the sun and the moon, and your brothers, the 11 stars, will we actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. This morning, if you're taking any notes, write down this. I've got three thoughts today to lay the foundations for our future series. Number one... God's dream far exceeds our own thinking. God's dream far exceeds our own thinking. That, that passage we just read, uh, uh, Joseph's dream, he's basically saying to his family, hey, mom and dad, hey, brothers, one day, you know, I'm going to be a bit of a bigwig. One day I'm going to be pretty important and, and, and I'm, I'm going to uh, have authority. I'm going to have rule. I'm going to have, you know, influence and power. And one day... I don't know when that's going to be, but you're going to come to me and it's going to be like, now I am the big person. It's like, now I am the leader. Now I am the, the ruler. Now I am the master. And on face value, that's what it seems like, right? That's what it seems like this dream might be saying. And that's certainly how his brothers took it. They were offended. They were jealous. And we're going to look in the weeks ahead as to how they responded to this dream. But but Joseph's dream was actually a vision from God for his future. It was a vision from God for his future. And while Joseph got caught up in the bowing down and and the family, all they saw was him, them bowing down to Joseph, God's dream, God's vision for Joseph was so much more than that. It was so much greater than that. He had a greater vision for Joseph's future. And God has a far greater dream and vision for your future today. A far greater vision. See, with God's dream, God's dream for you is about more than what you accomplish or attain in this life. The bowing down, that's what Joseph's gonna do, that's what he's gonna accomplish. But God has so much more for your life than what you're gonna do and what you're gonna attain in this life. God has long range plans that will far outlast our brief lifetime on this earth. See, Joseph, he's looking several years into the future where he sees his family, paying him the respect where he sees his family. He's the one that they look up to most uh, amongst his peers. But God is looking decades ahead in the future where there's a nation, where there's nations of people with no food. And because of Joseph and God's plan working in him, God is saving people in that time. See, God is looking a further 400, 600 years down the future where Joseph's children and his brothers will be the tribes that will form a nation that God calls to himself, the nation of Israel. God's got a greater plan. God looks forward another 1,500 years from then and he sees himself come in the person of Jesus Christ to bring redemption and salvation. Come on, does anyone believe there's a God today and they're going to see God come in Jesus and saved the world. 2,000 years after Jesus comes, God sees into the future all the way back where Joseph was. He sees a community of believers meeting in West Footscray in a church called Elevation Church. God has a plan and a vision for our future. God's dream far exceeds our own thinking and his vision is the redemption of humanity. See, our dream's about what we can get and what we can attain, but God's dream is about souls. God's dream is about redeeming humanity, bringing them back into relationship with Him. There's a greater cause, there's a greater purpose, a greater dream that God has, and we get to be part of it. Rick Warren says this, You weren't born great. No, you become great by attaching your life to a great cause, a great purpose, and a great dream. You need something bigger than yourself to draw you out of yourself. And that's why it's important to be part of a community of believers. And that's why it's important to be led by the Holy Spirit so that we would get out of our own uh, uh, thinking about ourselves and to step into what it is that God has for us. Today, I wonder, what is your vision for your future? I wonder what are you dwelling on? I wonder what are you thinking about? Where where, where are you focused? Where are you heading? Are you trying to create your own future like Joseph? Hey, look at this. One day I'm going to be amazing. You're going to bow to me. Or are you seeking God? And are you allowing His voice and His His Holy Spirit to guide you into the purpose for your life? Number one, God's dream far exceeds our own thinking. Number two, God's dream is others focused, not self-focused. As the life of Joseph unfolds, we're not going to go into today, but there's a lot that happens. If you know the story of Joseph, there's a lot of challenges, injustices. There's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of forgetting that happens before he reaches what God has for him. But as he's going along, he starts to realize that God's dream and vision for his life is less about Joseph and more about others. It's just about self And it's more about being outward focused onto other people. Augustine calls the preoccupation with the self, he calls it incubitus. Love turned in on itself. And commenting on this, Jeff Cook writes, The more I make my life, my well-being, my enlightenment, and my success primary, the further I step from reality. Thus the hellbound do not travel downwards, they travel inward cocooning themselves behind a mass of vanity personal rights religiosity and defensiveness obsession with self is the defining mark of a disintegrating soul and the big question is wow how much of my life is driven by self and how much of my life is driven by others how much of my life is looking inward at what I have about myself and what I'm doing and who I am and how much of it is me out, uh, out working and allowing God to come out of me to affect the world around me. See, God's dream for your life isn't some super life hack. It's not a life optimization. It's not a TikTok video we can watch for 30 seconds and then it's all changed. See, God's dream is that you would be less focused on yourself and more focused on others. Philippians 2.3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in, humility, in huma- humility, value others above yourselves. Value others above yourselves. You can't do that if all you are living is a life of self. But you can if you are outward focused towards others. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And it takes some serious setbacks in Joseph's life for him to start to realize that God's dream for him was bigger than him. That God's dream for him was bigger than just himself. That God's dream for him was about others. And Joseph then starts to, as you see the story unfold, starts to look at others and starts to care for others and put others first. We see God moving in his life. And at a much older age, towards the end of his age, he makes this following statement about the God vision that he had gotten at a much younger age in Genesis 50, 20. And I love this verse. It says this, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. And I want to encourage anyone today here, no matter what circumstance or situation you might find, it might be bad, it might be hard, it might be evil, but can I tell you the scriptures show us time and time again, whatever is meant for evil, God can turn it for good. I want to encourage someone here this morning. It says they intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. The saving of many lives. He says, my dream, I saw it all about me. It was all about me. Look look at me. One day I'm going to be great. One day people will bow down to me. But really, it was never about me. It was always about God using me, working through me to be outward focused, to save other people, to show them that there is a mighty God. And maybe you've been looking for rewards in life by seeking your own dreams. Your own career, your own accomplishments, possessions, experiences, and and relationships. And I've got nothing against that. And I say, come on, we we want to live a life where we are trying to better our lives. We want to live a life where where, where we are examples to other people, to our children. But are we living in God's vision and destiny for our lives? Or are we striving in our own? Perhaps your dreams have taken all your focus and energy and attention on on yourself. Church, it's time to say, God, I want your dream. God, I want your purpose for my life. Soul, spirit, I will follow and chase after the things of God. God, I want to know your vision and dream for my life, your destiny, my future. Use me to accomplish your great goals, God. Use me to accomplish the great future that you have to save those around me. Number one, God's dream far exceeds our own thinking. Number two, God's dream is others' focus, not self-focus. And then number three, sometimes your dream has to die so that God's dream can be birthed in you if the keys could come. Sometimes our dream has to die so God's dream can be birthed in us. The pathway to discovering our purpose in life sometimes involves the death of our own dreams. Our own desires, our own wants, our own life. If you don't believe me this morning, have, have a listen to what Jesus says. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good would it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? In week three, Pastor Gabby is going to share how Joseph's dream had to die for a season. Found himself in a, in a prison, found himself in the dungeon, found himself in jail, and his dream had to die for a season. And you're not going to want to mess that, that sermon. It's in a couple of weeks' time. But, but here's the reality... Of dreams and and this might shock some people here this morning. I hope hope no one runs out the door when I when I say this right now. So prepare yourself. For this, but here's the reality: when it comes to dreams, God doesn't come alongside you to help you achieve your dreams. I'm sorry today if you thought that God was just someone that you prayed to so you could get everything that you want off him I, I'm sorry if you think that God is is a cosmic vending machine where you just go and you do the right things and he's just going to give you everything you want all the all your heart's desires your life's never going to go wrong the the, the bank account is never going to run out of money you, you know you you you've you got the best looking wife or the most handsome husband or or whatever it is the best kids God doesn't exist to help you get your dreams quiet here this morning i didn't come here to hear this today pastor Bronson. god came to do something far for greater than your dreams come on our dreams are small our, our dreams are temporary any 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 dreams that we have they're just momentary they're they're like vapor that disappears like chafing the wind the dreams that we have he, he's actually about working in you to achieve his plans his goal for this earth. You're, you're a vessel. You're an ambassador. The Holy Spirit, if you believe in Jesus, has been poured into you. But can I tell you something? In living your life, following God and being obedient and working out and doing His plans and vision for your life, your life can be blessed. You can receive something from God. God can move in your life, but it's all pivots around God's dream. God's future for your life see the the dreams god has is about giving you his dream plans and purposes you're blessed through god's plan but ultimately the plan for your life is, is is part of a greater plan the redemption of humanity the calling of mankind back to himself god redeeming us saving us to inviting us into relationship with him that is the greater dream and greater purpose Let me give you an example today. Imagine if you had an apple and you you ate your apple. Any people here like apples this morning? A few people. You've got an apple and you've got the apple seeds. and And you get that apple seed. And you put that apple seed and you put it on your mantle in your house or your kitchen bench or somewhere where you put precious items. Maybe on your dresser, ladies, next to all your diamond rings and necklaces and bracelets and all that kind of stuff. And you put that seed there. And you, and you bring people on and go hey look at this seed isn't this amazing this apple seed this, this is an amazing apple seed it's just so great I love it it's got a nice colour of brown there and it's just the right size not too big you know that's great we could put our apple seed there but what if we took the apple seed and we buried it we let it die you could say if you will we put that apple seed in the ground we discover that the greater purpose for the apple seed starts to come into fruition over time, as we water it, and as it gets sun, as we nurture it, and you know, get rid of weeds and, and, and put down some some mulch and all those types of things, over time, the apple seed starts to grow. Something amazing happens. There's a shoot that starts to appear, and we, we've got a couple here. They've got some amazing uh, fruit in their in their garden. Speak to them afterwards, and the apple tree starts to grow, and then before long, it's getting bigger and bigger, stronger and stronger better and better and before we know it it's grown into an apple tree and it's in our garden now and then as the years go past it gets bigger and bigger and then it's providing food it's providing shelter it's providing shade I want to ask you what was the dream and vision for the apple seed was it to sit on our mantelpiece to look at and to say oh this is amazing or was it to be planted in the ground to grow to be stronger to provide food and shelter and shade to all those who might come to it to humans to animals birds insects whatever it might be and today that apple seed is a picture of our lives if we would die to our own dreams Say, God, not my will, but your will be done. If we would say, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. Not my kingdom come, my will be done. God, if you would move in my life, this is a picture. Sometimes we have to let our own dream die so that God can plant his dream in us and plant us where he wants us to be. Today, I wonder how much of us are are battling with our dreams and how we're trying to get God to help us to achieve what we want How many of us are saying, God, I surrender that. I surrender that. I give it to you. God, I want to receive your dream. Plant me where you need me to be planted. Put to death those areas of my life, my flesh, that need to be put to death. Grow those other areas that need to be more like you to be stronger. God's dream far exceeds our own thinking. God's dream is others' focus, not self-focus. And thirdly, sometimes your dream has to die, so God's dream can be birthed in you today as I close just the starting message of our series future looking at the life of Joseph I want to prophesy over our church I want to prophesy over people this morning come on, it's time to dream again it's time to believe again it's time to stir faith again It's time to believe there's a God greater than your circumstances. It's time to believe there's a Jesus who came and died for you. And He says, I have overcome. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Today I want to encourage us. There is a future, a destiny for your life. There's a destiny for our church. There is a God who has ordained. Before we were born, He ordained the days of our lives. No matter what we face, God is greater. He's more able. And sometimes we let things go. And we we put things down. Come on, it's time today. I'm speaking to people this morning. Pick it up again. God, you're gonna move in my life. Pick it up again. God, I come on as we close our eyes this morning. God, I believe this morning. Jesus, I speak over people's lives this morning. We just pray, God, right now in this place, an atmosphere of faith, an atmosphere of believing, Lord God. You've done it before. You can do it again. If you did it in Joseph's life, you can do it in my life. God, if you did it in a little shepherd's boy's life, you can do it in my life, Lord God. God, if you did it in a young boy who grew up to be a prophet, you can do it in my life, Lord Jesus. God, if you took a a young girl and, and you came upon her and Jesus, she gave birth, to Jesus. You can do it in my life. God, you can do and move in my life today. Jesus, I pray. God, we have our own dreams and hopes for our future and we, and yes, we need to have those. But God, I pray also, also, there is a great prayer in our life. There is a great longing in our hearts. There is a great connection of our spirit for your connection. It says, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I want your goal for my life. I want your vision for my life. This is God's dream for your life, to see you change. God's dream for your life is that you would journey with Him. And as you journey with Him, that you are changed, transformed, new creation life, a new way of living that you're becoming more Christ-like as you walk with God and obedient to the Holy Spirit's directing and He's going to build His kingdom in you and He's going to build His kingdom through you and God's going to reach people to know the name of Jesus Christ, to lift up the name of Jesus, to glorify Him in this place this morning. God, I pray, God, over the next month, over the next period of time, God, that we would pick up again the God dream for our lives, Jesus. God, I pray this morning, Lord God, there's people in this room, men and women, Lord God, who've been battered, bruised by life, Lord God, disappointments and challenges and obstacles, Lord God, and hurts and worries and cares and anxieties, Jesus, I pray right now, God, as cause them to shrink back in their faith. Cause them, Lord Jesus, to instead of praying big prayers, to pray small prayers, God. Cause them, Lord Jesus, to take a step back, Lord God, and instead of believing in a Big God, a mighty God. They just see you as a small God who's not able. God, I pray this morning, Jesus, stirring in our hearts, stirring in our hearts. Come on, would we stand this morning? Stirring in our hearts, Jesus, stirring in our hearts, God. God, that faith, that belief this morning, that belief this morning that you'd move in our lives. Joseph had a dream. I fully believe that God has given every believer a dream from Him. Every believer. I fully believe that. Today, maybe you're walking in that. Today, maybe you're not. The thing is that, God, this morning, we want to say we we want to accept that dream. We want to take on that dream, Lord Jesus. I want to encourage us today to start walking that life of faith couples, I want to encourage you today. Start praying together. Start believing together. Stirring each other on. Encouraging each other. Come on, friends in the church. Start being uh, encouragers for each other. Come on, there's more. I believe God's got more for you. Come on, I I believe that there's more that God has for your life. There's people in this room this morning. This is a message in season in time for you. God, come on, He's calling you to step up. Maybe you've stepped up in the past and bam, you've Had something hit you. Come on, don't let fear of what's happened in the past stop your future with God. God, move in our church. Maybe there's people here this morning, you've been praying for your children to come to know Jesus Christ. For whatever reason, as the prayer has been less and less frequent as the years and years have gone by, come on, this morning, stand in faith come on this morning we stand together with you we believe God for every young person every old person every child of this church come on I'm not just praying are you praying for your kids come on this morning we're believing Jesus every child God whether they are unborn yet Where do they are 50, 60, 70 years of age if they're our children we're believing we're declaring that we know God Jesus maybe there's healing that you need in your body something you've been carrying for years Prayers have gotten less and less. Come on in faith. Come on in faith, Jesus. Healing power. Healing power in people's lives, God. Physical healing. Emotional healing, Lord God. Mental healing, Lord Jesus. Healing in relationships, Lord Jesus. We thank you this morning, Lord God, today. God has a dream for your life. Would you believe it this morning? Would you grab a hold, Jesus, this morning? I believe. it's a passage of Scripture in the Bible where Jesus comes along and He says, do you want to be healed? And the man says, yes, I want to be healed. Help my unbelief. God, if there's any unbelief this morning in our hearts, God, help us, Jesus, to look past the unbelief to see the the King of kings, to see the Lord of lords, to see the risen Savior, the God of all creation, the God who made everything, the the God of the impossible. He makes possible the God of 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 the obstacle. He breaks through it, Jesus, the God of all. We thank you, Jesus, this morning. Today in this place, God's dream starts in your life, you would know him. God's dream starts in your life. His vision for your future, His, His longing for you is that you would know him. That's where it starts. It's where it all starts. Story always starts somewhere. Your story and God's future for it starts with you knowing him. This morning, if there's any person in this room, all eyes are closed, heads are bowed, you don't know Jesus look you've heard the Bible stories maybe you've even grown up in church your whole life come from a family that was a religious family and you know you know all the all the deal and all the things and all the sayings and everything that goes with it but I want to know today do you know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour scriptures say that if you believe in your heart that Jesus died for you you confess with your mouth that he rose again it says that you will be saved. and Maybe you're wondering today, what, what am I being saved from? I'm doing pretty well. I think things are good. I'm Everything's okay. Well, the Scriptures say that we're going to spend an eternity in two places. We'll either spend an eternity with, with God, other saints and believers, or we'll spend it in a place that people don't like to talk about these days, but it's a reality, a place called hell, where we're separated from God. I want to give you an invitation to know Jesus. God, I want to know you this morning. Jesus, I want to invite you into my life. I want to say you're my Lord and Savior. Is anyone like that this morning? Would you put your hand up right now? Just say, Brunson, I want to know. I want to know Jesus. I want to invite him into my life. I want to start the journey with him. His future for my life. We're going to pray a prayer this morning. I want us all to pray. If you want to invite Jesus into your life, pray it too. Dear Jesus, thank you. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. You've forgiven me of my wrongs, my sin. You offer me your life, eternal life, and a relationship with God. I invite you into my life. In your name, Jesus. Amen. This morning, God, as people have prayed that prayer, God, maybe for the first time, maybe they're praying it after being away for a while, but God, whatever the circumstance, I thank you, Jesus, you come right now, Holy Spirit and power. Dwell them and fill them in your mighty name jesus we thank you everyone said amen come on let's give god some praise this morning he's so good